0: Out in front of shot, off the post, rebound, score! Paul Conner follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano, two on one for Vegas, Marcheseau on the left, Will Smith got it to him, he scores! Nicholas Walls! is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
1: Welcome in, Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace hanging out at Parkway Tavern on Mark Street in Henderson. Darren Millard, he's at Ball Arena in Colorado. And Chris Chapman's live inside the family Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215. Oh my
0: God! We have like a seven-layer dip worth of storylines to come tonight for this game against the Colorado Avalanche. It's a long list. You guys are familiar with seven-layer dip? I one of my yeah. favorites of all time. What's your favorite and, layer. And the, uh, I don't even know. I just scoop everything. I, I don't know that there's a favorite layer in seven-layer dip. The,
1: the guacamole for sure. Really? Oh yeah,
0: oh, 100%. I, I had no idea. I'm just a big scoop guy. Uh, I love it. But we've got the debut of Ivan Barbashev uh, coming over from the St. Louis Blues. You have the goaltending situation with Aiden Hill returning tonight, but Laurent Bressois after that fantastic performance against the Dallas Stars uh, being placed on injured reserve. And then the prospect of keeping the run going as a team and individually. Uh, the Golden Knights with a nine-game point streak, and Jack Eichel is running hot right now. And those two things collide with the stop, start with Ivan Barbashev and Jack Eichel, who will play on the same line. So it's there's a lot swirling around the Vegas Golden Knights.
1: There sure is, and, you know, it, we've got four days, four and a half days till the NHL trade deadline to think that we wouldn't have a ton of things to talk about surrounding the Vegas Golden Knights would be kind of ridiculous. I'm, I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we've gotten to this point, and I cannot wait to talk about uh, Ivan Barbashev, where the Golden Knights are at right now with their game, and tonight's action against Colorado.
0: We'll get into Barbashev. We'll hear from Kelly McCrimmon in just a little bit. The full media briefing uh, involving Bruce Cassidy as well uh, on the way, and you will hear from Ivan Barbashev. But you mentioned four and a half days away from the NHL trade deadline. I don't think that's right. And I was thinking about it today. Okay, Like, how do I say when the trade deadline is without just defaulting to the day and the date? Okay. So it's, it's March 3rd. It's Friday at noon. How many days away from that are we at?
1: So I guess we're four days away now.
0: Are we? Four? Less than four? Yeah, Around cool. there? Yeah, just one of those quirky things that uh, goes through my head. Uh, Barbershop. Well,
1: well, hold on, hold on. You're, you're, on a, you're on a theme here. How many days away are we? I, uh,
0: three well, and a half? We're past uh, the Under deadline. four?
1: Yeah. Right? So that would technically be four days.
0: Four days? Under yeah. four? Does it Less than four? Okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But Friday's only half a day. So three and, and a half? Three and a half. That's, te- see, th- there's there's where, where my conundrum is. Is it three and a half? Or do I say four and just round it up and be simple?
1: Does it matter that much?
0: Not really, but okay. uh, these are the things that keep me awake hey, no, let's pull, at, at let's night. Let's pull
1: the thread, man. Let's pull the thread.
0: Let's uh, let's go. Uh, Ivan Barbashev, in the meantime, as we go down this uh, this path, uh, is getting ready for his Vegas Golden Knights debut. Yesterday at this time, he was packing a suitcase, getting ready to fly from St. Louis over to Denver to meet his new teammates. He did that last night at the team hotel. This morning, he practiced with his group uh, for the first time. He will wear number 49, and tonight he will skate on a line with Jonathan Marcheseau and Jack Eichel. I love Marcheseau with uh, Ivan Barbashev. I really do because he's a crasher. He can go in. He can get pucks. Um, He replaces Paul Cotter, who we know has uh, has some serious finishing skill. But I I think uh, on the outset, uh, Barbashev plays a straight line game. This is a really good fit uh, for Jack Eichel. And this morning, he met with the media after going through his first practice with his new team.
2: We think that Ivan will bring versatility to our lineup. You bring Where were you when you found out about the trade? and What was your first reaction?
3: Uh, well, first of all, I was, I was home. Uh, in the kitchen, actually, on my phone. And then uh, I got a thing from Twitter that I saw that, uh, you know, hearing that I'm going to Vegas. And uh, probably maybe five seconds later, my wife was screaming. So she, she was really excited. Yeah, but that was uh, the moment that I kind of found out I was, was getting traded.
4: What's the feeling like? Going from a team that's having struggles like St. Louis to a team like Vegas that's really surging.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it's actually really important for me. Uh, you know, just uh, yes, we all know this, there's been a struggle in St. Louis uh, pretty much all season, all season long, and uh, just coming here to Vegas, uh, where the the team is winning and uh, that's a really good team. It's, uh, you know, it's really important for me that I can bring even more on the table. Does that take pressure off of you knowing that you can fit into this group and contribute and maybe not be the guy that's depended upon every game? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's kind of like it's been really weird to you know, just uh, to get the team to know uh, just there's a lot of stuff is going on right, right now.
1: How tough was, uh, obviously, a lot of memories in St. Louis, how tough was it saying goodbye to that
3: city? Yeah, I mean, it was tough. You know, I spent there uh, seven years, uh, a lot of good memories, just like I said before. And, uh, you know, now I feel like it's a new new challenge for me. And, uh, you know, a really big opportunity to to go on a a long playoff run. So I'm I'm really looking forward.
1: Were you, did you have a pretty good sense that that you would be after you know you are seen the Blues sort of make moves with Tarasenko and O'Reilly? Yeah
3: I had a good feeling it was coming so it was just a matter of time.
2: Yeah, so, you haven't been here long but how much does it help you to have familiarity with maybe a couple guys from the Chicago Wolves days and of course Alex Petrangelo?
3: Yeah it's nice uh, I mean I actually got uh, from the airport to the hotel last night and I saw pretty much the, the whole team uh, so it was kind of really good to to get this out of the way. Uh, yesterday, but, uh, you know, like, just another you know uh, Petra Colasar and uh, Shea It's uh, you know, it's good because I, I, I play with them, so it's kind of, makes it a little bit easier for me. What
0: have they told you about your role? And uh, anything?
3: Mm, nothing yet. So, just play hockey. Win the game.
1: Do you do you lean a lot on a guy like Alex, sort of to sort of help you get the ropes in a new setting and all
3: that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's been helping already. Uh, with uh, you know, his wife helped my wife a lot uh, already since yesterday. So uh, you know, like it's kind of nice uh, to have a a friend that I played with. So he's yeah, he's been kind of helping me around. So which is nice.
0: There is Ivan Barbershev. Coming off the ice, I'm meeting the media for the first time as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights, and will pair up with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marchessault tonight. And he talked about uh, what did they told him? Not much, which tells you just go out and play your game. That's what they want from Ivan Barbashev. Get comfortable. Uh, it's uh, an opportunity to step in the lineup with somebody that went through this a year ago in Jack Eichel, who was dealt mid-season and then went through the rehab and played his first game. So uh, they can kind of talk things through. And Jack did mention uh, to us this morning uh, about how they'll do a lot of talk on the bench during the game. But as far as going out there, both guys are going to focus on doing what they do best and try to keep it going, and hopefully things uh, come together.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see... Ivan Barbashev and and how you kind of get through that first game on instinct right like obviously there will be more to come and and more clearly defined expectations for Ivan Barbashev as uh, as we get closer and closer to the end of the season but for right now uh, you're going in and and you just go out and play your game just go out and play hockey and, and I can't wait to see Barbashev alongside Jack Eichel who's going incredibly well right now for the Golden Knights uh, looks like Jack Eichel from earlier on in the season before he was injured so with all that being said I think that there's a, a real opportunity in front of Ivan Barbashev to to stick with a, a player of the caliber of Jack Eichel and certainly Jonathan Marsh so uh, a guy that can put the puck in the back of the net.
0: Some things that you hear over and over when you check in with people about Barbashev's game is versatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays uh, uh, on a fourth line in the 2019 Stanley Cup championship team. And his last game with St. Louis a couple of nights ago, he was with Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich, uh, some higher end players. So he, he's got wild range with his game, and he is the guy that goes out there, four-checks really hard, straight lines. It's a simple type game, and that's what uh, I think uh, lends himself to playing with Martyrceau and Eichel, and and what could uh, generate some instant success is because there's not a lot of dipsy-doodling going around, or or uh, types of uh, moves at the line, or anything to that effect. Uh, he gets the puck, he gets it to the net, or he'll find you. Uh, and it's a, it's a Really, a you know, basic type game uh, for Barberchef. He's also very physical, and he can he can hammer you. That game against uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins the other night, I went through all of his shifts, and uh, and he was pounding guys uh, on the forecheck, and and really good uh, as far as uh, as pressuring the defense, not just with uh, his presence but also uh, physically in, in giving them uh, a lot of uh, grief. And then there's the power type of his game. He can take the puck uh, really hard to the net. So it, it's almost like uh, there's, there's a hybrid uh, with uh, uh, a power type forward uh, with some, uh, some skill. Uh, fits the will carry a in, sure. in in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, I I think that's kind of a a really good comparable in that you've got a player that's going to go north-south, that's going to take the puck to the front of the net, uh, that's going to drive that way. He's going to check hard. He's going to finish his checks in the offensive zone and and make it really difficult to play against him. Uh, And he's not afraid to kind of mix things up. He's not afraid to play on the inside. And for, you know, Bruce Cassidy, who's kind of talked about that, all season long, the the desire to go hard to the front of the net, the desire to play on the inside, and and how you need that to win in the playoffs. Uh, This is a player that does that, and he does it in spades.
0: Barbashev has been linked to the Golden Knights for a while. I think part of that has been the presence of the VGK Hockey Operations Department in and around St. Louis games. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon uh, spoke to that they've watched this player almost 50 times uh, this year in their viewing. They are very dialed into what they're getting. Here's Kelly McCrimmon on the type of player that is now a member of the Golden Knights.
2: We think that Ivan will bring versatility to our lineup. He brings a physical dimension. Uh, he's very adept in puck battles. He's very adept at getting shots from the slot, uh, puck recoveries, making plays from below the goal line. He has a real physical edge to his game. He's a, he's a, he's a good body checker. Uh, he's competitive and we think is going to be able to uh, move around our lineup to complement whatever line that he uh, plays on.
0: There's Kelly McCrimmon, who had an extended media conference uh, yesterday regarding the acquisition of Ivan Barbarov. Uh, and this is a, a player—I I do, I do love the uh, the use of the word body checking uh, mm. there. Because there's there's checking, and then there's uh, guys that uh, check to defend, but Barbashev checks on the offensive side. And um, it's almost like it hasn't gone out of the game, but it's not nearly as prevalent— uh, pressure and forechecking uh, comes from just being hot and fast on pucks. Uh, Barbashev takes it uh, a step further, and he he does finish his checks on a large majority of the time.
1: It wears you down too if you're mm-hmm. an opponent, right? Like those are the types of things you want to see. Is is when you can get in on the forecheck, you can create some of that uh, that contact, separate the man from puck. That's great, but also getting into a situation where. You're repeatedly going back. You're repeatedly laying hits. You, you start to give the opposition something to think about every single time they pick the puck up. Uh, that starts to creep in, and those are the things that can win you a series and lose you a series if you don't have enough of it. And you're starting to see that, that kind of the writings on the wall as to what type of player the Golden Knights want to have at their disposal in, in all situations on all of their lines. Going into
0: the playoffs. Well, I know Bruce Cassidy is aware exactly the type of player that he's getting. Yeah, because he watched it from the other bench in 2019, yeah. and he said he was uh, Barbashev was playing uh, down the lineup uh, in a fourth line position uh, during that uh, championship series for the Blues, but he he had an impact on the Bruins. And what he was doing, and uh, the the health of their team, and, and you're into a fourth round where you're already really on the edge of being worn out, and then you've got this uh, rolling ball of razor blades coming down and just pounding you over and over, and uh, and he remembered that. I had a good conversation with Bruce uh, last night, uh, exactly about the impact that Barbers have had on that series, and uh, and he's he's excited. He's uh, he thinks that uh, he can play in all three zones. Uh, the puck recovery has been something that we've heard from Bruce Cassidy over and over this year how important that aspect is in the offensive zone or if you're killing penalties to be able to get the puck out and he's a he's a big fan of Barbershev in that department and uh and uh, you look at the ability last year he had more than 20 goals uh so he's he's got that ability to to be able to put the puck in the net uh when he gets it uh, and uh, and that's sort of like what the the production of will Carrier is coming about uh, about this year so there's another comparison uh, but uh, I, I think that uh, the puck recovery will really be a benefit to who he plays with and tonight it's uh, eichel and marcia so
1: you know i i think it's interesting in that you know you've, you've got a conversation that we had what was it two three weeks ago with john shannon about how do you go about trying to replace certain aspects of mark stone's game obviously we're talking about production but we're also talking about some of the other aspects and and john shannon mentioned specifically the ability to kill penalties and trying to look at maybe a player that fits that mold and it certainly seems that ivan Barbashev checks a couple of those boxes specifically on the penalty kill uh and, and then just the ability to play defense in, in all three zones win battles uh, down low on the boards just things you've got to do to to be hard to play against and and, and make an impact and it, it's not always going to be an impact on the score sheet but you know that you're going to get a player that that over the course of time can wear an opponent down
0: I don't want this to come across as not valuing the regular season because we know how important it is to produce during the 82-game campaign, last year being the uh, the example for the Vegas Golden Knights. But Barbashev's impact, I think, can be really felt during a, a Stanley Cup playoff series where, uh, one, he can generate turnovers or he can – Puck recovery and keep uh, offensive chances and uh, and flurries alive. But the other part that that jumps out at me is he can bring the fight to the Vegas goal of the Knights. Mm-hmm. And and. That's a, that's a difficult thing to do, and you don't have to do it in scrums. You don't have to do it in fights. Uh, uh, those are uh, sort of the the big end of the spectrum, uh, the dramatic end of the spectrum. But if you're going up there and you're throwing uh, a body check, uh, one, you're generating uh, some type of uh, contact that's going to wear down the other team. And the the other part is you're... you're bench notices that your teammates notice that they get excited about that they follow suit and there's a a, a sort of a spillover effect uh, to that and and uh, you start repeating that and I I think that that's an area uh, that the Vegas Golden Knights can really use right now is that physical presence on on a a type of forecheck to be able to go out and and just grab that game whether it's a game that you're losing or a game that's just middling along but you, it gives you the initiative in, in a game and uh, that's something that's uh, that's just uh, an added element to the skills of Ivan Barbashev.
1: and you're seeing it now in, in a more balanced approach up and down the lineup for the Golden Knights you've got Will Carrier on your third line he does it he does it fantastically Uh, You look at the fourth line for the Golden Knights, Keegan Colasar, he'll get in, he'll bang bodies, he'll get in on the forecheck and create some havoc. Same with Brett Howden. Uh, Nick Wad, there's an element uh, in his game too. Um, Then you start to look at if Ivan Barbashev's going to stick with Jack Eichel, then you've got that consistently on your top line and all of a sudden you know the Golden Knights are are a team and and, you know Riley Smith and and William Carlson they're they're not going to hit you as as much as as say the other players but they'll get in with their speed they'll utilize their body in different ways and make life difficult so all of a sudden you've got four lines for the Golden Knights that you can roll over that that are going to be a menace to deal with on the forecheck and and make life very difficult on the opposition.
0: I can tell you this Ivan Barbashev would have fit in like a isotoner glove with the first-year Golden Knights
1: remember how how fast and the
0: forecheck and and banging like he is exactly that Uh, and the the, one of the best uh, examples that that I can use of Barber to give people an idea of what type of player they're really going to get tonight is somebody that would have meshed extremely well with that uh, that expansion year uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights a team that uh, that we all love and admire uh, with what they were able to do and part of that was they were right on top of you they didn't have the most skilled deepest lineup in in the world, but they pressured the heck out of you, and they let you know uh, when you went back for a puck that you were going to get hit, and you were going to feel it, and it was going to happen not only that time, but uh, you were going to be left with a reminder that it was going to happen uh, throughout the night, so uh, that's, uh, if, if you're wondering what are they really getting here, we've heard physicality, versatility, uh, power, just go back to year number one and think, that's the player that would have been right there leading the charge on the forecheck.
1: It's a great equalizer, it really is. When you can wear an opponent down and you can do it consistently, um, efficiently, and, and repeatedly, then all of a sudden, talent levels are, are going to even out. And for a Golden Knights team that's incredibly talented, it, it tips the scales in their favor.
0: Go back to Kelly McCrimmon in his press conference. Uh, here's Kelly on just what type of player the Vegas Golden Knights are getting.
2: From our standpoint, and I touched on it a little bit uh, in my opening comments, we really feel like we know the player and through uh, you know, the opportunity to speak with Alex uh, about Ivan, uh, we really feel we know the person. And it's not just uh, you know, Petro that we've been able to uh, you know, get feedback on the person. Uh, there's different people that we've talked to that all uh, have a very consistent message, very similar uh, feedback with respect to uh, the quality of the person, the character uh, that we're getting. I think for us knowing uh, Petro and knowing that uh, he has a previous relationship it gives us great insight into uh, you know what uh, what their relationship was when they were together in St. Louis. Again, they have uh, great pedigree, being Stanley Cup champions. Uh, so that was really helpful, uh, just in sort of doing the uh, the full reference work on the player.
0: One thing is great about the timing of this: the Golden Knights are going in a great direction. Points in nine straight games. Yeah. It's always easier to join a team. Went on a roll where everybody feels good about themselves and uh, they're headed in the right direction, easier to, to fit in, um, uh, much, uh, much more uh, seamlessly. The other part is you go back to his scrum this morning, and he was talking about how he was in his kitchen and he, he saw it on Twitter, mm-hmm. and then he heard the scream from his wife, uh, and that's an, uh, a really exciting excited scream uh that they were going to uh be traded to the to the Vegas Golden Knights that's that's huge too there's no oh I could have gone here or well oh, that's okay I don't mind being traded there uh but a just big huge in burst of enthusiasm uh from from the Barbershaves that they're going to uh spend the rest of the year with the Vegas Golden Knights
1: Who doesn't want to live in Vegas right I like, I, I know I it's, it really is uh, just the greatest city in the world, and then you've got uh, a winning hockey team on top of it. So for Ivan Barbashev, it makes a lot of sense for a number of different reasons. You get to go from a team in the St. Louis Blues that will not make the playoffs, that is going through a retool of sorts, uh, to a team that right now is tops in their Pacific Division and the Western Conference and is making a real push down the stretch to, to be a team that a lot of people consider a cup contender, come playoff time and and I think for a hockey player that's all you want all you ever ask for is to be playing meaningful games down the stretch get into the playoffs and really go for a Stanley Cup uh, and then all the other things that, that go along with playing in Vegas are just the cherry on top
0: in an instant too you're oh yeah. 13 points out The coach is calling out the players. The players are responding to the coach. The manager is trying to uh, soothe things over. It's just spiraling out down the drain for the St. Louis Blues, who have uh, closed the curtain on their aspirations of making the Stanley Cup playoffs to being a first-place team and challenging for a conference uh, uh, top seed and keeping it going. That is a huge boost to Ivan Barbershev and I I would expect for him to be very involved uh, tonight uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Colorado Avalanche, who are on the move right now. They're getting healthier, and they have won five straight games. And don't look now. But the Colorado Avalanche approaching the trade deadline Mm -hmm. are in a position to take a run at the top seed in the Western Conference themselves. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Plus, we'll hear from Bruce Cassidy. I want to tell everybody about the goaltending situation on the other side, where it's at. Because there was a development today at the morning skate that involves who will start tonight and who is backing up. It's the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM.
5: What's the chorus of this song? It's something in French. Because I used to think it was She's So Popular, but I know that that's not what it is.
0: So you went down that path as a kid?
5: I did, yeah. I, I thought he was saying, or they were saying, She's So Popular, but uh, yeah, it's not that.
0: One of the great things is song lyrics that people are totally mixed up on. Mm -hmm. Like uh, there was uh, on a Friends episode. I know... Ryan does watch friends oh, but there was it was ro- rock and roll all night and part of every day oh, was no. was what, sure. I think what what Ross thought it was I think those kind of things that are so amazing and we've all got them where we think we know the words and then yeah. we figure out we're not even close right. to the actual song lyric yeah me, by
1: the way we closer Tony Danza
5: Oh not Tiny Dancer
1: Yep
5: Elton That's not John bad. Elton John was singing about uh, Tony Danza huh
1: Yeah 100% <laughs> <laughs> so I can see that. That's what I'm saying. That's that's not that's not like a out of left field one. That's that's pretty. pretty
5: yeah, that's pretty widely
1: good. understood. You
5: Chapman, think, what were you, you gonna say there? That? So I don't I don't know how you say it in French, but the first word is J E U X. Je, je, chants Je Sans? Je sens,
0: just what?
5: Frontières.
0: Je sens Frontier. frontière. Okay.
5: No idea. no idea. No idea. Right, well,
0: you have to pipe it into Google Translate. Yeah, uh, we'll wait right. for the uh, the translation. Aren't,
1: what? aren't you from Canada?
0: Yes, but we don't all know French, all français, oh, in Canada. It's, it's your we native
1: language. What are you talking it, about? No, no,
0: no, 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 no. It's one of two official languages. Come on. One so of two official languages. Apparently, so you, you never it's took a,
1: French in school.
0: It's nope, a game just, show. You, you had uh, you had the option uh, in Manitoba of taking art or French. Okay. guess who was a master artiste oh boy yeah and are then you, like, I, uh, I got, an, I, got an F, I got an F I got an f1 night one, uh, one uh, <laughs> semester in grade nine art
5: so, so, so it's a it's a game show that translates to games without borders oh
0: like it there we are we're solving some uh, some mysteries in the lyrical world of uh, pop music uh, from the 80s uh, the Golden Knights are trying to solve a couple of mysteries right now with their goaltending as at least when it comes to health because you're thinking what what mysteries are there the guys have been outstanding logan thompson has been great this year went to the all-star game aiden hill has been brilliant coming out of the all-star break and then when he went down we had Laurent brossois who stepped in and basically you can make the argument he got them four points out of six mm-hmm. with his three consecutive starts last week uh, this morning, the Golden Knights uh, skated at Ball Arena in uh, advance of the game against the Colorado Avalanche, and Aiden Hill was out there, as expected, but it was Michael Hutchison who was patrolling the and guarding the net at the other end. Bressois absent from this road trip, and has been placed on injured reserve with a lower body injury, uh, suffered in that shootout loss against the Dallas Stars. Whatever happened occurred in that game, so it's even more amazing, the performance that he put forward, uh, knowing that, uh, that he got banged up.
1: 100%. That was just an exceptional goaltending performance from Loren Brossois. Not just Brossois. Jake Ottinger was fantastic too. It was a treat to watch, but that save in overtime, oh my goodness, what a beautiful moment for Loren Brossois.
0: Desperation breeds brilliance. Sure does. That's the uh, line that you think back to because uh, he was fully on board with doing anything to stop the puck. But uh, uh, that got all the headlines. His his side-to-side game. Uh, was really, really strong in all three games, and uh, and that was the most encouraging part. Uh, so he uh, will not be able to go uh, for the next week, is what injured reserve means uh, from the injury, the time of the injury. So uh, that's the situation with the Golden Knights. Aiden Hill will get the start tonight in the opening game for Ivan Barbashev with the Vegas Golden Knights. Here's Bruce Cassidy on all of that this morning.
2: Your reaction to the Ivan Barbashev news?
4: Well, I, I mean, I was pleased we were able to add a player of his um, ilk. He's a hard-nosed guy, very competitive, uh, will help us in many different ways. Forecheck, getting uh, inside, net drive, um, said energy. He's a, he's, a, he's a winner. I saw it firsthand. He, he was a big part of when St. Louis won the cup he played and I gave him lots of juice every night. Um, so we're happy to have him.
3: What's your expectation for him just first game?
4: I don't have any to be honest. Uh, I just wanted to get him get acclimated with the group, uh, help us win a game tonight. We're going to start him on left wing with Eichel and Marsha. So and then we're going to see where that goes and move him around, see where he best fits. I mean, we've been moving people around all year. The last uh, two, three weeks or so, we've been pretty consistent with our makeup of our lines. We like them, but <clears throat> we think it's a good spot for him. Paul Cotter's been up there, done a good job for us. Ivan's a little farther along in his career. Paul will go down, uh, should be able to contribute on the fourth line. So um, I just, you know, I guess expectations, uh, as I said, help us win, play your game, and we'll see where you best fit.
2: How much does his game fit kind of the message you've been trying to drive home to the team about net front, playing physical, well, hard playing?
4: I mean, that's the discussion we had, right, that the, the, you know, when you lose a Mark Stone, even when Will Carrier went down, you can really see it in our lineup that when guys are trying to play a grittier game if you look at the goal that uh, Ammo scored the other night the D to D up you know up top to Naber and a good off net shot it was Riley Smith that drove the net and occupied Colin Miller and was in the goalie's face the whole time and he doesn't do that we don't score the goal I think the the goalie sees Andre sees the play develop so that's what we're looking for uh, for hap, whoever it happens to be it just comes naturally for you know for Barbie to do that so to have uh, uh, those natural instincts like a will carrier and have a guy like that on every line I think it's going to make us harder to play against offensively.
2: Well, we saw the news that Brossois day-to-day I guess first how disappointing is that given just the path he was on and how much he was improving game to game and what's the path moving forward?
4: Yeah, the path might be Millard backing up here soon. That might be the path. Um, uh, uh, it's a really, I feel bad for LB, uh, especially if it stretches out. Um, he was playing really well, looked comfortable in that, confident, moving well, uh, recovering well. Got much more comfortable playing the puck after, I think, the game in Chicago, communicating with our RD. Um, you know, and he'd waited his his turn, so to speak, so... Tough news for him, but, you know, Aiden Hill's back in. That's the good news is we get a healthy body coming back into that position who's played well for us. So that's the way, you know, the only thing we can control, hopefully it's a speedy recovery. But in the meantime, it's it's Aiden's net and, um, you know, up to him to sort of get back to the level he was at.
0: You have been through something like this? Or it's like so. It,
4: it, it Not really, right? Like, I know you have some injuries at positions, but it's almost like the way it's looping around. Like, yep. one's down and one comes back. and two, You know what I mean? It's kind of strange. Um, you know, similar type injuries. So um, we'll have to look at that, obviously, at some point. But at the end of the day, uh, Aiden's healthy, and we're thankful for that. So um, get him in there and get him back up to speed.
0: Pretty to see Bruce from Colorado. They seem to have really regained their well, form. Well,
4: I, I think you knew it was coming. To be honest with you, GoSh—they're you know they're the defending champions for a reason. Um, playing through injuries—it's a long year as it is. There's a lot of stress on. The guys that were healthy to produce every night, that can be difficult. Um, Now they've got a few other guys coming back into the lineup, lightens the load on those top guys, even though they're still getting the job done. So you knew it was only a matter of time. I mean, you know, Vegas has lived it both last year and this year with the injuries, and, you know, they can stretch out, but um, and that's what happened to Colorado. I think they kept expecting guys to come back. Another guy would go down, but now they've found their footing. Uh, being reasonably healthy. Uh, obviously, Makar's not in tonight. That's good news for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, bad for the rest of the league because, uh, you know, we, we all enjoy watching his game. But at the end of the day, I just I just think they know how to play, know how to win, and they're, they're finding it at the right time. Have
1: you to know Jared at all just through coaching
4: Yeah, I knew stuff? him from years ago, uh, American Hockey League. He was in uh, Springfield, I believe, when I was in Providence. Before that, he was in South Carolina. So, you know, we had similar starts. We started in the East Coast League, worked our way up. So uh, at the NHL draft, I'll run into Betsy. Happy to see him have success. He's done well wherever he's been. Um, Great guy. Uh, Never worked with him. So never been in the dressing room with him. But, um, yeah. Bruce Cassidy,
0: meeting in the media this morning, uh, talking about the arrival of his new player. I love how all of a sudden, like, no seamless, right? Uh, Barbershev's got a nickname, Barbie. Mm-hmm. Barbsy. Uh, mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, so that's uh, that's a good sign uh, right away. Uh, he will skate with Jack Eichel and Jonathan Marchessault, but it did sound like uh, Bruce left it uh, wide open for Barbershev to sort of be moved around and, until they find that, uh, that comfortable spot uh, for the forward. And then... We play the game tonight and look forward for the rest of the week. Uh, You have the Wednesday game against Carolina. Mm -hmm. Two games left before the NHL trade deadline, noon Pacific, on Friday. Do you think they make another move?
1: Yes. What that move is, I don't know. But I just don't feel like the Golden Knights are done yet.
0: Usually when you would be so quick to answer something like that, you would have an inkling of they need to satisfy this need or well, upgrade in this area.
1: It's not that I don't. I believe that they need more depth up front. I believe that if, Where? Mark's, if Mark Stone's not going to be back before the end of the regular season, I think that you can absolutely utilize one more forward. I, I just do. I, I just believe that that's something that you're going to need. So with that being said, I, I think that there's one more slot for one more forward, um, and that's that's the need I think is there for the Golden Knights. Who fits that mold? Who fits that bill? That's the part that's difficult because a lot of the big name players and, and just a lot of the, the players we expected to move at the deadline up front have already moved.
0: Yeah, the cupboard's getting pretty bare. Yeah, I have never seen the type of flurry of activity leading up to a deadline like we've witnessed this year there's been points where 2 days before or 3 days before there's a run on trades but we're talking in the in the 2 weeks leading up to it mm-hmm. that the the sales started happening and the buyers were in place and that continued uh, right into today uh, where there was a couple of transactions uh, it's it's been a, a unique national hockey league trade deadline season
1: it, it sure has obviously you kind of get the jump on it the bohorvat trade kicks everything off and you know there's been a lot of movement last night was a very busy day in the nhl and the central registry uh but yeah i mean i i think that that's kind of the big thing where Um, I don't know what's out there or what moves the needle perhaps for the Golden Knights in another deal. Uh, What do you say, Darren? You think they're done?
0: I don't know, uh, to be quite honest. I look at goaltending, and I wonder about the uh, availability of Logan Thompson or Laurent Bersois going forward. Uh, we know one's week-to-week, the other one's uh, day-to-day, uh, but Bersois has been placed on injured reserve, which takes him out uh, for, for for a week. So do you acquire some type of insurance on that side? Michael Hutchinson is going to back up again tonight. He does have National Hockey League experience. He was brought in to be that swing guy uh, at, the, at the start of the season, so uh, they are or were prepared uh, for him to get some action this year. But if there's uh, an, uh, an ongoing need, uh, then I wouldn't be surprised if there was some type of uh, uh, attention that was played to that. Uh, we, we listened to George McPhee tell Bob McCowan and our friend John Channon on the Bob McCowan podcast mm-hmm. uh, and that, uh, that it, was, it sounded highly unlikely that they would go down to the goaltending uh, trade. With the injury to Logan Thompson But with two guys out What does that mean? and i have started looking at names uh Jonas is a guy from Columbus who uh i've i've followed at times uh i did a bit more deeper dive on him his numbers since december have been better uh his performance has been better uh he's on an expiring contract cam talbot in ottawa is on an expiring contract but there's there's not a lot there so then you got to decide uh whether it's it's worth the the compensation that uh, that i'm sure that you have to give up and uh on the uh, on the, the the forward front yeah somebody who can who can put the puck in the net but yep. the, there's not a lot of those guys around or are going to be available uh, you you might see a team or two make a trade who who are still in it like Nashville with uh, Janot. yeah they're still somewhat within reach uh, of this thing they made a trade they uh, Dealing an asset out of town Is there something like that that, that, that Vegas Can swing uh, and, and land But I think it's going to be somebody With either term left or Has the possibility to resign
1: Yeah and that's the interesting thing Like, I, I, I don't know that uh, A player like Brock Besser At, at, at the term and the, the price point Would work out for the Vegas Golden Knights But you know like I, I, I wish the Detroit Red Wings were a little bit Further away because Tyler Bertuzzi To me is a player that makes a lot of sense. I I, I was like all in on Tanner Janot uh, and then uh, certainly Julian Brisbois um, kind of validated my desire to can I just say can
0: I just say that when I saw that trade uh uh-huh. uh-huh. I thought it was fake news.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: All right. Yes. I Listen. I honestly thought it was a <laughs> bogus report that yeah. was out there. When you saw the compensation, it was, it was Cal was yep. Adam Sun, first-rounder, yep. and then a first, second, a third, fourth, and a fifth. And, and now we're getting into basketball areas where we're trading draft picks like three years down the road. Uh, draft <laughs> picks from 2026 are being traded. That was something uh, that Gordon Wagers uh, told me is something that you do on NHL 23, yeah. uh, where you keep offering draft picks enough until the computer finally uh, approves the trade and you've traded six draft picks. Uh, I, I, was, I was stunned. By by that trade in particular, and I'm glad that that trade happened uh, last <laughs> night after the Golden Knights uh, trade because I don't know what it would have done uh, to the market.
1: Well, I think the, the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning are operating from a completely different set yeah. of parameters, right? Like they don't care about what's going to happen. Four, five, six years down the road, they've got a core well, that they believe in. That's done. They're, it they're the same that's,
0: as the Toronto Maple Leafs, except Tampa's been to three straight finals and won two championships, and Toronto hasn't won a round. Well, they're, both, they're they, both
1: all in. They also have a better core than Toronto, but that's neither here nor there. And they've got a better goaltender. So, like, if you're if you're a team that's going to throw five draft picks and a player the caliber of Calfoot into a deal to get Tanner Janot for your third line to be a difference maker the tampa bay lighting are the team that's done it year after year after year and all it's done is pay off for them
0: i honestly don't know who's more all in toronto or tampa because because toronto has has just left everything uh on this year (laughs) it's 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 really it's it's really been amazing and it's Uh, not going to be enough we'll 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 see what uh what happens because and and those two teams are going to meet in the first round yeah that's the incredible part of it with Tampa and Toronto destined uh, for a head-to-head matchup in the uh, opening series of the Stanley Cup playoff. So we'll take a break coming up, uh, catching up with Chapman, and we'll tee up the pregame show as we get ready for Vegas and Colorado on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
5: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So... I don't think we 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 talked about it enough the save that loren brossois made in overtime i think i tweeted out it might have been the greatest save i've ever seen in my life i now that i've had a chance to process this i don't know if it's that like i still think the kirk McLean save in what was it 94 against calgary might have been the greatest save i've ever seen but the best save i've seen in person i will say that it was absolutely incredible and when i asked jake ottinger after the game. (laughs) <laughs> his his reaction was holy expletive,
1: bleep. Just say like yes,
5: holy bleep. Yep, and uh, mentioned that it was going to be all over Instagram and YouTube or YouTube and uh, Twitter tonight. And sure enough, it was. I everywhere I looked on Saturday night, I saw that save. But what a, what an incredible incredible save! And and I felt like Loren deserved to win the game after making that save. But he, he played well. The Otter was really good. What a fantastic game that was. Generally, I'm more of a gimme high scoring, but that was a great game on Saturday night between two really, really good teams. It was fun to watch and had a little bit of everything, and it was a fun game. It was a lot of fun.
0: I can't believe you go expletive instead of beep. Well, yeah.
5: I don't know. Expletive. I, I like I like the word oh. expletive.
1: The but the it's way harder to say than,
0: than
5: beep. Not hard for me. It's, it's I speak English. It's not that hard expletive
1: Ooh. what's an expletive <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah. expletive
0: never yeah. mind the fact that it just feels awkward
1: It's not like awkward? you are going to get on me about swag i'm going to get on you no about you you don't say
5: swag you say swag no, i'm never yeah. going
1: i'm never going to say it i'm never going to say it a different way
5: well don't say it. Tell you that. that that's your thing keep it that uh, oh no, the, no no keep the swag, swag no.
0: thing the yeah. swag thing uh, that got uh, full thumbs down from the office oh. that's fine nobody man. nobody understood what you were talking about there and it fully <laughs> congratulated me Held me in esteem, status for calling you out on that.
5: Well, now I now I know that this is an exaggeration because I don't think that happened.
0: It's,
1: it's like it's like I, I don't think Gordon and, and GC
5: is. were, were high fiving and applauding no, Darren in front of I, the I, bubble hockey. Like, uh, yeah, you really got that one.
0: No, it went oh, I higher think, than I that. It was it. like uh, presidential people and uh, senior directors and and all kinds of yeah, uh, somehow, managers. Somehow,
5: I don't think Kerry Bluebolts is walking past no, you. No, Kerry listens you a to the show. You. He
0: told me the other day he loves our show. It's, it's entertaining, and he agrees with me.
5: He may listen. I don't think he's high fiving you over the swag thing. I think it's okay Swag <laughs> No Expletive.
1: swag Expletive Vegas Golden
5: Knights are looking for two
0: points of swag tonight From Ball Arena Against the Colorado Avalanche Two teams going really good right now Should yeah. be a, a highly anticipated Entertaining game Ivan Barbashev in the lineup uh, What do you got coming up in the pregame show Well
1: we'll hear from Ivan Barbashev We'll also hear from Ashley Weiss I'll talk to Ben Goats It's going to be a
0: jam packed one I can't wait Ben's coming on. Oh yeah. Nicest guy ever.